0: Good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. It's a daily podcast, and I'm your host, Pamela Staten. Yes, you're stuck with me. (laughs) I hope you're happy. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Henry. Henry recently lost his job. He let me know about it today, and he was really heartbroken. And crushed, and there was just no words really that could console him. You know, to start off the year and lose your job, you know, the first week of of a new year is a little bit tough. But I did say, Henry, let me pray with you, and um, and just that he would see somewhere, you know, the lesson in all of this, and definitely God's hand in it let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone, amen. And anyone waking up with any kind of stiffness or just any ailment that you feel you have, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken, root out any unproductive cells, Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now from Strength for Each Day, it says begin again. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. The promise of new beginnings is abundantly clear in Scripture. And the good news is, is not not only this promise provides benefits to new believers in Christ, but that it is available to us as often as we need it. And the, run, the one requirement for its fulfillment is that we let go of failure and take hold of the new beginning God offers us. Hope you're listening, Henry. I have needed to apply this promise to my own life recently. I believe God has asked me to do something and although I agree with him and get started, well, I seem to eventually fail and then I need to start over again. My two choices, are to feel guilty because of my failure, or begin again. Well, I choose to begin again. And if you need a new beginning, I pray that you will do likewise. This is from Joyce Meyer. No matter how you need a new beginning in some area of your life, Jesus has his arms outstretched and is waiting for you to let him help you again father thank you for the new beginnings help me let go of the old and start fresh without feelings of guilt and failure in jesus name amen and now according to scripture hezekiah trusted in leaned on and was confident in the Lord. The verse goes on to say that this is what set Hezekiah apart from all other kings of Judah. Listeners, what sets you apart from the people around you? When they think of you, do they immediately understand that you trust in that you lean on, and that you are confident in the Lord? Well, I don't think we can overemphasize how important our confidence in the Lord is. To be confident in Him is to place the full weight of our belief in Him, never doubting that He will come through for us. Okay, listeners, there's a theme here that we are pushing hard to bring home. To be confident in the Lord is to place the full weight of our belief in Him, never doubting that He will come through for us. Our confidence in the Lord is what enables us to trust in and lean on Him. And it's interesting That the Bible, classic edition version, says that Hezekiah leaned on the Lord. The only reason that we would lean on something would be because we believe it will support us, right? We wouldn't lean on it if we thought it would collapse under our weight. We will only lean on something we trust and we will only trust something or someone in whom we have confidence. Listeners, you gotta know, the Lord will never fail you or forsake you if you place your trust in him. Deuteronomy 31 verse eight. Pray with me. Father, I choose today to trust in, to lean on, And place all my confidence in you alone, yes, Lord. In you alone, amen. Stay right there, we'll be right back. I'm going to read from the Charles Stanley Bible Principles, it's good. now from the Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible, we're going to talk about the awareness of God's presence and how it energizes us for our work. The way to get the most out of your work is number one, to view yourself as a servant. Jesus came to earth not to be served, but to serve. And he instructed us to adopt the same attitude. Paul wrote, Bond servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And that was Colossians chapter three. If Paul told slaves to do their work heartily and they received no paycheck, then what about the rest of us who do get paid? Well, we say they don't pay me nearly enough. Or you may say, okay, perhaps you're not paid adequately, but taking longer lunch hours clocking out early or coming in late is not the way to even things out if you are compensated for eight hours you need to give eight full hours why because you are a servant of god and as his representative you have a responsibility to do good work The best pathway to promotion is servanthood. Did you know that? Whoever wants to be a leader must adopt an attitude of humility. A prideful employee is seldom seen seen as a candidate for promotion. Instead, it is the humble, godly worker who diligently labors that management sees as leadership material. Never doubt the impact of your attitude on everyone around you, the boss included. Just know that God is your real employer. And that leads us to the second suggestion. Realize that you work for the Lord himself. Your employer exercises supervisory authority over you, but Jesus Christ is your Lord. You work for him. Whatever you do, do it heartily. And as to the Lord and not to men. If you are a Christian, Jesus Christ is the supervisor at your place of work. And he not only watches you work... (laughs) He's right there with you. You and I need to give a full day's labor, regardless of whether we think management is fair. Jesus is ultimately the one we serve, and he's always on site. You and I should do our very best because the Holy Spirit is present, equipping and energizing us. We make a terrible mistake by segmenting life. We may think that Monday through Friday we go to work, Saturday we play, Sunday we worship. Well, God has not designated life that way. If Jesus Christ is our Savior, we cannot exclude him from any part of our life. It isn't right to teach a Sunday school class with everyone we have and then meander into the work the rest of the week. We have to honor and glorify him in everything we do. Okay, this is tough. It eliminates the temptation of doing work merely to be seen by men when we commit ourselves wholeheartedly to Jesus. Your mundane job is also the Lord's work. Ministry is not just what we do at church. You worship God every day of the week, listeners. And on Sunday, you can go to church. On Monday through Friday, you are to show your devotion to Him by doing a good job at work. Your exalted status as a child of God dignifies your labor and your office, your place of employment, should be better off because you're there. You serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You have a good testimony in the marketplace for him. You are one of your company's most faithful employees because you serve God. Your attitude should reflect the joy you have considering him above as the real CEO. I love it. Realize your pay comes both now and hereafter. Paul wrote, from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance. Of course you must get paid now to take care of your household expenses but if you have done your very best and you've given all you have, you will never really get paid all your worth. The wonderful thing to remember is this, you may get insufficient wages here on earth, but you will get rewarded beyond measure in heaven. God will much more than equalize everything in the judgment, and he will certainly reward you justly. You can read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 6. Listeners, you have to see yourself as a servant. You have to consider God your real boss and work in a manner that is honoring to him. No matter how menial or boring your job might be, you have to realize that you have a tremendous reward coming later for your faithful labor that is performed now. Make sure you're getting the most out of your work. Amen. thought that was hard on us. As his representative, you have a responsibility to do good work always. Stay right there. We'll be back. We've got In Touch magazine and whispers and lots of good stuff. Stay right there. In Touch Magazine talks about the risk of faith. Sometimes obeying the Lord feels as if we're taking a chance. Like Peter, we may find ourselves in a precarious situation overcome by fear. Although life is filled with uncertainties, biblical truths never change. As we focus on them, we'll be able to obey with confidence, not in our desired outcome, but in the Lord's faithfulness. We can count on God being with us. Listeners, it is impossible for believers to live a single day without his presence because our relationship with him through our savior, Jesus Christ is a permanent one. God's love for us is deep and abiding and his promises are sure. When he calls us to leave our comfort zone, we can obey because there he is on our side. God's enabling power is ours. The Holy Spirit gives us divine strength to do what the Father says. Obedience isn't achieved by self-effort, but by complete dependence on the Lord. His grace is sufficient for every situation and His power is perfected in our weakness. Is there something that God wants you to do that you're resisting? The Lord has provided everything you need in order to obey. So fix your eyes on Him and step out in faith. The best offering you can give. The prophet Hosea spoke condemning word to the nation of Israel at a time when they were prospering. In fact, the Israelites were so successful and so diligent in offering sacrifices to God that they began to rely on him less and less and more and more on themselves. Well, that's what prompted the Lord to speak through Hosea. For I desire loyalty rather than sacrifice, he said, and the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Jesus echoes this phrase later in the company of Pharisees saying, now go and learn what this means. I desire compassion rather than sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Though Christians don't offer animal sacrifices to the Lord, we can be tempted to think in a similar way about our good deeds, sound theology, and hours logged in at church. But what God wants from us is our very selves. He values our trust and reliance more than anything else that we might give him. Mm. Make sure that you genuinely connect with him apart from what you typically offer. Amen. And now from Pray More, I always say you don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) It says, take a breath. And then it quotes Job chapter 33, verse 4. It is the spirit of God that made me, which has stirred me up, and the breath of the Almighty that gives me life, which inspires me. What do you do when the flight, fight, or freeze button has been pushed and stress has taken over? When you can't seem to get your bearings and you just need a way to calm down? Pause. Become aware of what's going on mentally, physically, spiritually and emotionally. Remind yourself that God is with you. Then through several deep belly breaths, reconnect with the source of all creation. Link up with the God who breathed life into you as he did Adam. Find your way back to Jesus who breathed the word of life into his followers recite God's words, be still and know that I am God. Before you know it, you will feel yourself connected with the Holy Spirit. Wind and air will be in motion. Lord, in this breath, I come to you. Please bring peace, to my soul and my spirit. Amen. And before we hear a whisper from God, let's do a prayer for the day. It says that God asks us to, for, to ask him for all the things we need. He promises to hear our prayers as well as our thoughts. The Lord is always available and he is always ready to help us and he knows precisely what we need, but he still instructs us to ask. You have to make it a habit of asking God for things you need. After all, the Father has a plan for your life, and He can do great things through you if you have the courage to ask for His guidance and His help. I love that. If you have the courage. Please don't hesitate to ask Him for the tools needed to accomplish His plan for your life. Then get busy and expect the best. When you do, when you do your part, God will certainly do his part. Great things are bound to happen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, today I ask you for the things I need. In every circumstance, in every season of life, I will come to you in prayer. You know the desires of my heart. Lord, you put them in there. Grant them, I ask. Yet not my will, Father, but your will be done in all things. Amen. And now, listeners, let's hear what God has to whisper in our ear tonight. This is God speaking. When you feel like giving up, remember who I am and what I've done. Focus upon nothing else. Fix your eyes on me and allow nothing to move you. You may be in the midst of a raging storm in life, but I am in it with you. I am all-knowing and all-powerful. Nothing has authority over me. I ask you to walk through impossible situations so that you will fully experience my presence and my power. Through the unthinkable, you'll develop a deeper faith than you ever thought possible, but it won't be easy. You'll want to walk away from your faith. Your soul will declare that Jesus is not enough. And it is in these times of doubt and despair that you need to remain fixed on me. Your faith will find stability and security in my promises. You'll be tempted to believe that I may never answer your prayers, but I'm simply not listening but I am. My answers may be delayed, but I am at work using all things for good. Wait in faith. Trust in confident assurance. Walk in the midst of your troubles knowing that I am faithful to my promises. Hold on to hope. Take shelter under my wings. Find strength in Christ, and I will calm the storm. When your trials linger and seem to have no end, you can be certain that you're in the place where miracles happen. In the desert of your life, I will show you my provision. I will display my protection and keep you from complete destruction. Your moment of deliverance is not past. My word assures you that my timing is perfect. If you'll fix your faith on me, I will fix everything else. Well, listeners, today, I think God said it all. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Bye for now.